This is the Be Great Podcast, where we highlight and inspire the leaders shaping the future of work for the better. I'm your host, Daniel Adeyanju, and today I'm speaking with Georgie Ann Getton McCoy, who's an execution strategist and founder at GSD McCoy Incorporated. So Georgie, you are the founder of a few things. Yes. Um, let me try to do this off the top of my head. So GSD Solutions, um, you're an execution strategist primarily through that channel. I know that you run a, a moving company with your husband. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I'll, I'll give Caribbean's up. in tech. So Caribbean's like, in tech, yes. So I'll uh, kind of narrow those down. So the moving company is there, but that's primarily my husband's business. But I do like operations for it. So like I manage like the teams and making sure that everything kind of runs smoothly. Then I have GSD and McCoy Inc. So that's like the bigger company that houses... GSD Solutions, the GSD with Georgie brand, it's the book, McCoy the podcast, yeah, McCoy GSD and McCoy. Oh, it's combined. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. cool. So that's like the name of the company itself. So like, if you know legalities come up, that's what people would have to contact. Um, as well as like GSD University, Dora Lab. So almost any project that you see me come out with, like in the term of GSD, it's underneath that 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 company. And then I have Caribbeans and Tech, which is my not tech and entrepreneurship, which is my nonprofit. So if we want to really narrow it down, like companies wise, it's three. Yeah. And I've been at your Caribbeans and Tech events. I mean, yes. I've met some of the most amazing people there. Um, Carrie Ann comes to mind. Kamir, who I had at Lehman College at a hackathon. Really great guy. Um, we talked about Nick earlier. I mean, just really amazing people. So kudos to you for building like a really thank you, thank powerful you. community um, through kind of like that affinity group. So um, you have those businesses. Tell, Let's dive a little bit deeper into what is... Um, GSD Solutions. Uh, you just had a conference, um, which was completely online. It was the second time you've done it online. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. So I want to know about the business and the uh, conferences you have around that. Yeah. So in almost in Caribbean and Tech and um, GSD and McCoy, we have the annual GSD Summit, and then for Caribbean and Tech, we have the Site Summit, and it's just like an annual compilation of like all the things that we've been working on throughout the year, just kind of coming to life, as well as like an introduction for people that haven't heard of us before or use any of the products or services. So with the GSD Summit, um, it's the this was this was year four, started in 2016, and then um, this was the second year online. The first year online was kind of because I moved from New York. So before it was in New York. And when I moved outside of New York, I figured either I keep the summit going, but I don't know anybody in this new ecosystem. I don't know any spaces. How am I going to make this happen? Or I could figure out a way to do it online. And I had seen a couple of online summits and like master classes and a lot of content being put online. So I said, let me give it a stab. Let me see how it works. And it was pretty good. This year now, um, the GSC summit happened and I'm not going to say I'm not proud of it, but I was expecting a little bit of a different result because for the first time, I felt like I kind of did things right. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm so used to having an idea and having it launched by the weekend. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, I said, you know, I'm going to give it a lot of time. I was prepared for it. Uh, I started marketing super early. I locked all the speakers in early and I felt like I did everything the right way. Right. Like I did, you know, I had Facebook ads running, like I hired help. Like I thought I finally got it like right and to my surprise you know you could still have everything right and not get the results that you want so that was kind of like 
Um, and when you talk about the results, you mean like in terms of the number of people? Yeah, number of people, yeah. um, conversion rates, just, you know, the the revenue generated. Yeah. So it just wasn't what I was expecting, especially because I felt like for the first time I actually did it in a more calculated way, like yeah. a more organized way when yeah. I, but when I like throw shit at the wall, like yeah. it sticks better than when I like, you know, try to make something really nice. Like I felt like I put in, um, I purposely tried to, you know, make it do it well versus like just doing it. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of a shock. And, but it, it, it was like a wake up call that reminded me and something that I, I already knew and through my like practice with like GSD, right. It doesn't have to be done is better than perfect. And mm. I tried to make it so perfect that even though I got it done, it, that feeling afterwards, yeah. right. When I just do done, um, I feel like a lot of energy and I, you know, get boosted from it. But when I try to do it perfect, it kind of drained me and just realizing like, that's not my sauce and that's not my my specialty. My specialty is getting it done, getting it out there, putting it into the world. And I think maybe I spent too much time on it because now there are a few projects that did get shelved because I wanted to give this so much time and like, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. So. Yeah, the return. You didn't get the return. Yeah, I didn't get the return that, that I expected. Yeah. yeah, and I think I mean, there's there's a couple of really important points there. I think um, one that done truly is better than perfect. The first podcast mm-hmm. um, of this um, uh, of 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 the Be Great podcast, I did not feel like it was perfect. I had some misgivings about what I was putting out, but I knew that I needed to get it out of the door. So I continue iterating it. So I think that's the iterate, iterative mindset that is actually super valuable. I don't think that the time was wasted. You actually learned a lot a about lot. doing it yeah. well. Yeah. So next time you're not, you're definitely not throwing out the wall. You're not also going to spend time doing the things that aren't going to produce ROI. You're going to be creating more ROI. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure there's some things in marketing that you can look at. Um, there's, there's certain... Um, channels you want to explore. Maybe you spent money on on ads that mm-hmm. were not high ROI. And I actually learned how to do better ads. So yeah. I did learn a lot. So I'm not going to lie there. Um, I definitely did learn a lot in everything that I do. No matter how, if I win or lose, I always try to take away the lessons from that and um, figure out, okay, what was there for me to learn? What was there for me to carry on to the next project, the next venture, or even repackage and resell to a potential client, right? Um, the way that I executed it, I can package it up and sell that to somebody. And I, and I have that. I have clients um, that I consult with that, how to put on an online summit. And now, you know, if they want to have marketing campaigns, I could show them how to put in, put in marketing campaigns and even speed up the process. Because certain things I, you know, they could then choose, okay, they want to include this, they want to include that. But now I have like a broader expertise on how to do just online conferences or events in general. So yeah, and so the experience itself yep, the is valuable because you can now package that. Yep. I think that's super powerful. That even going through the motions, getting it done, uh-huh. now that gives you an asset that you can pass on to other people and 100%. monetize that way. And you also have a ton of content <laughs> that you generated. I mean, I saw the lineup. It was a really amazing lineup, uh-huh. um, and. I just really can't wait to get that uh, that content. And you, I know you're packaging that up. You're going to make it available for people. How can people check that out? Yeah, so it's actually going to be, if you are, um, if they go to gsdwithgeorgie.com and go to the shop. So a lot of, so the GSD summer from this year, the one from last year, um, some previous years, a bunch of other workshops that I've done, Branding 101, publishing your book so a lot everywhere almost every workshop that i've done this year is going to be available on the gsd with georgie website um under like a sub project called gsd university so it's like 
all the courses, like all the learnings from Georgie is going to be on this like platform. And it's broken down into individual like segments versus just like, here's a one hour video. So I break it down, you know, if there's worksheets necessary to be attached to it. Um, and that's a part of a bigger, bigger project that I'm working on that can't be announced just yet. It's been, you know, in the funnel for a while. And this is like one of the, I think the most important projects that I've been working on wow. because it's like a, and I've been testing it through different angles, but it's a compilation of all the work that I've done. Um, you guys will see it in the next quarter. Next quarter? <laughs> of my life, you know. Of, the of, first your, of your life. Next quarter of my life. All yes. right. And, and your GSD university is all, is is what currently exists. Yeah, so You're talking about exists. something that's going to add on that, add yeah. another dimension Some, to that. Something that's going to add on another. You want to give us a hint of what that might look like? Um... You just we gotta wait on it. If you've been following me, you can You should know. Okay. Like, if people really, really like, if you're a true Georgie fan yeah. and like GSD fan, I've been dropping a lot of hints about it. Yeah. But um, yeah. 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020 <laughs> is gonna be a big year. Like For everybody. Yeah. I mean, including myself. There's a lot of plans in in uh, coming up, and a lot of things that are going to, to come go to live. Yeah. Going to go live. Like, I think it has something to do. 2020 is the year we all see clearly. Yeah, and also like the it's, it's the new decade, out. right? It's the new this decade. So true. the same thing on like Y2K, yeah. 2010, now it's 2020. So it's like, what next, right? Yeah, Y2K um, was in 2000. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like two, when like it transitioned oh, yeah, to the year 2000. Okay. Yeah, like, so yeah, that yeah. was like the new gotcha. millennium or whatever, like, yeah. whatever it's called. But now it's like the new decade is here. And a lot of plans that were being, you know, created and a lot of people that are in or age group, like the millennial age group, it's 2020 is like a crucial point for them where it's like you're old enough to now say wow like what next a lot of i think my generation was like the last cause i don't know if millennials ended like with 20 they ended with 1994 right or was it 1995 well like whenever it ended Something right like so that, like yeah around that time you know a lot of us are turning like 25 now yeah. um and that's when you know most of us if we pursue college college will be done maybe a few years in our careers and it's like there's going to be a lot of weddings, a lot of baby showers, a lot of like next steps, a, not, a lot of next steps in our lives that's about to start unfolding. Um, and like I said, my next, that's my next quarter. And so that's a lot of things are coming up for folks in the next um, couple of years. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. Um, you alluded to college years somewhat mm -hmm. um, and you started out, um, I believe making t-shirts. Tell me like really briefly, cause that's in the book. And, um, I've heard that story tons of times, but I think it's really cool to kind of know where someone started. Like, where did you start in entrepreneurship and what was that early trajectory that you were on, including college? Yeah, I would definitely say I call my t-shirt business, um, Alyssa, my, my first official, my first official business, because before that, you know, middle school, I had, um, you know, I was selling candy, like I would buy candy and stuff like that yep, at school. Yep. Uh, high school, I um, did like t-shirt designs. I would do like people's websites. That's when I first learned how to do websites. And so like, I kind of hustled that way. And then I was like, you know, let me make this a whole business. Like I did really well with t-shirts. Um, and so I said, let me start like a clothing line with a purpose behind it. And like, I got people from all over the country participating. I got like brand ambassadors before brand ambassadors were a thing this was like years ago when you know people were starting to get like the idea behind influencers but it wasn't really like a thing you could just send people stuff you didn't have to pay them like a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever to get them to rock your stuff which is like oh free stuff cool that sounds fun um and so i was doing a lot of that and i started that brand i think it was in 2000 
13, 14. And then it was called Illicit Mind Clothing. And I kept that same name when I had my ed tech startup, Illicit Mind. But it was just all about, you know, how can we, it was, the, I call it like the trifecta of like power, um, respect, and um, like, uh. I think it, was, uh, it wasn't money, power, but it was power. Yeah, respect. I was like, wait, this sounds no, 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 familiar. It was, it was like another money, thing. power, yeah, respect. It was like opportunity, but it was like got it. Just how can you unlock like a greater self being? So like, because illicit okay. means you know not allowed, like a lot be illegal. But I wanted to to flip to like you have like a mindset that is not allowed. Like how can and you want to then break away from Absolutely. like the it's not the conformist yeah it's, it's not, not conformist, conformist. So it's like, like create your own exactly self. and then that also aligns very much um with this idea of kind of just um choosing yourself and kind of becoming 100%. who you want to be um and pulling from all these different mm-hmm. and so that's what it was all about just resources. like how can you just be your on a, a you know official yeah. self and before i chose illicit mind that's the name um i'll tell you guys where i started with the name so um it was originally innovative minds and okay. then i was like innovative so that's uh, corny that's yeah, not gonna yeah, hit right and yeah. um because the brand was like a little bit streetwear yeah. and so i was just like innovative minds people think it's some nerdy stuff yeah, yeah and so yeah. i went online i just googled words that similar you know creative and just started googling words with i because i like the i and i started drawing like the i and the m with like the logo um and then like i used the, the an actual i like i i sight eyeball and then the lo- first logo people thought it looked like illuminati because like an upside down oh, okay. triangle instead yeah. of an m with the i in the middle of yeah it. yeah so I was like, I need to work with the eye. I'm not leaving this eye alone. And I found a list and I was just like, I could flip this as something powerful and positive because it does mean like illegal, not allowed. So I was like, I could flip this. And I've been doing the same thing my whole life, right? Slipping things and bringing out the power where I see best fit and like bringing out people's powers, right? The yeah. execution strategies, helping people to execute and see the power that they have versus like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I, I don't know how to do this. Like, what is your power? Let's not focus on what you can't do. Let's focus on what you can do and maximize that and um, multiply that. I think that's what the best entrepreneurs do. Yeah. They see what's not apparent to others, mm-hmm. what's not possible. They see what is as negative as a positive. And I think it's something that you've sh- that you know, read about a lot in your book and your life. You talk about it already, um, having a child at an early age and how that became a blessing for your family. And the way you talked about that, I think, um, relates to that too, as well as just in terms of business, turning that word um, into something positive mm-hmm. and creating a community around that. So um, several years later, um, I know you raised money for it. Um, you built the business, you hire a team, like really awesome people you're still in contact with. And several years later, you have to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you made that decision to shut it down. Um, so I'm all about growth. I'm all about growth. I remember even back when I had like retail jobs, once they couldn't promote me to the next level, I was just like, I'm kind of out of here. And so I understand where something can no longer grow in the way that it should or where it's just like you have to move beyond it in order for you to grow as individuals. And it was like one of the scariest decisions of my life, because like I said, from the clothing line to the startup, I kept the same name. So I was just really attached to it. It's the longest, one of the oldest domains that I, that I own and just something that has been connected with me for so long. And especially through my, my more public facing entrepreneurial career that it was just like. I could be of, I had to, you know, talk to many, you know, people that I trusted in, family, colleagues. And I had to then, but but overall, I had to like think to myself, what comes next and what does that look like? And has Illicit Mind run its course and it's time to move on to something else? And 
after making multiple lists and like thinking and crying and like stressing over it, it was just the, it just had run its course and we could pivot and add and change however much we wanted to elicit mine. But the, the, but in order to truly unlock the potential that has, we had built up the momentum, it had to be shelved and something else had to be born. It's like the Phoenix, um, you know, it had to like, catch on flame for like the new thing to be born and like rebirth and um team members you know they're doing great like their careers took off in in their relative industries they're working on different projects and but no one will ever not take what they've learned and who they've met and who they've connected with and the opportunities and things that we all experience through illicit mind like that's never gonna leave us but now it's like it freed us to then be or step into a greater version of ourselves Awesome. It allowed us to be great. <laughs> to be great. Yes, yes. Very encouraged to use that phrase on the show, of course. Um, so, and speaking of be great, I want to talk a little bit about the future of work. Mm-hmm. That's why we're all here. Um, you were someone I really wanted to have on this show, not only because we're great friends, but because this show is about identifying and telling stories of the leaders shaping the future of work. You are certainly shaping the future of work every day with the work that you're doing. People are reading your book, people Mm -hmm. are seeing your content, and you are very much a living version of the four hour work week. (laughs) Um, So speak on on, um, how you see the future of work that's coming down the pike. what does it mean to you when we talk about the future of work? What are you seeing? Can you just tell us a little bit about what we should expect in the future of work? Yeah, for the future of work, I definitely would say um, more people are going to look for more flexibility in their careers, right? As we start to have children, um, partners, move out, move in, like there's like a big transformational period coming up and people want more freedom or just access to truly enjoy the freedoms that they're given. And we are understanding, you know, working all the time isn't isn't what's going to get you to the next level. Who you know has the value of that has tremendously increased, creating value like we have so many things these days that it's about now how do you, how do these things make you feel? How do you feel mentally? How do you feel physically, spiritually, emotionally? Like feelings are um very important to this society and flexibility allows you to then enjoy the feelings and then go through things, um, experiences, right. They Mm -hmm. say, you know, our generation and the generation after us are really focused on trips, going vacations, travel. travel. We want to experience the world. We want to experience life and having a nine to five that you get two weeks off a year. And like, that's the only flexibility and that doesn't allow much room to do all those other things. Go to your kids like basketball games after school. And even if you can, you can't really enjoy it because you're so tired from work. So if, you know, you have flex options of when and where you can work, um, maybe you could take a week and work remotely if you wanted to. Um, maybe you could get paid vacation, right? Unlimited sick days, things like that. That doesn't mean that you're going to use them, but it's like you have the option. And I think that's really the source of it all, having the option. Um, in so many past generations, there were no options. It's like, boom, this or this. Yeah. Now it's like 
you can do A yeah. or you can do B. And originally or you can do it was a like, and B, and you can originally make it was like your your dad does this and your mom you, does that. You need to do and you need to do this thing, <laughs> right? Like you do what your dad did. Yeah. And what you do and you and back in the day, you did what your mom did, which was have kids and you know raise the family, and that was the totality of experience, yep. which still maybe someone's choice, but there yeah. was no choice. But exactly. So yeah. before, like, and I'm you know people choose that still, but it's like it's the idea of knowing that if I don't want to do this today. I don't have to. Yes. I, don't, I don't have to um, cook clean. I could hire someone to come in and do that. Mm-hmm. I love to cook and clean. Someone could hire me to go do that. Like mm, so, just understanding like that. that there's more career op- opportunities. I don't like to read. I don't want to be behind an office desk. Oh, I could open a home daycare. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I could house it. Yeah. So seeing, so like, I like to play video games. I can make yeah, money from that. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, well, crazy. that's a, that's an interesting combination right what? there. House sitting, yeah, and playing video games. Yeah. I don't know if you intended that, um, but those two not, things you could, can, you lit. Those two, those two <laughs> things go really well together. So, if anyone's listening, um, and you are, <laughs> um, this idea of house sitting and playing video games and streaming them, you can have two streams of income at once. So, the term, the terminology that is commonly used to describe this is the gig economy. And earlier, you had some really great thoughts on why. Um, we should talk a little bit differently about the so-called gig economy. Yeah. So when we think of the gig economy, right, and gig economy workers, there there's a big there's a strong association with, um, I think it's called blue blue collar, like when it's like the blue collar work, yeah. Like when they're like at the bottom, like yeah. the you know construction workers and stuff so-called, like that. So called, you know, yeah. traditionally, yeah, that's, traditional. That's, so that's I, the expression. Yeah, not, you, you yeah, know, we have yeah. people in our families, and we yeah, and it's and I hundred percent respect it, right? And but but like the white collar person would look down on the blue collar person oftentimes when the blue collar, like when the white collar person, they wouldn't even be able to exist in buildings or operate without the blue collar. Like each, each needs it. And sometimes they make more. Exactly. They may even make more, but it's just like the idea behind it, the look behind it. When you think white collar, you think of like a professional guy in like a suit. And when you think blue collar, you think of like this scrappy guy or woman with like, you know, cut up clothes, paint all over their clothes. Like you think of more labor intensive. And I think that's the same kind of term, right? When it, when people say like gig economy or a gig worker, they think more like lower level. Mm-hmm. And then there's another term that's been um, more popularly used as somebody that has a portfolio career. Mm. And that person essentially is also moving around from different companies yeah. and doing a lot of more 1099s versus like full-time jobs. And they're just coming in as contractors or even let's throw out another word, consultant. Mm. Um, if I say I'm a consultant, you know, I'm also working at multiple companies, yeah. um, you know, with different partnerships and like payment structures. But when it comes down to it, like somebody's willing to pay a higher price point when you say I'm a por- I have a portfolio career or, yeah. or I'm a consultant yeah. versus oh I'm a gig worker then people want to kind of push down the amount you can make and just like devalue your work yeah so you so that time that term gig worker um kind of and we talked about like that gig so it's short term yeah it's short like term. It, it just seems like you have you just you know picking up one of two things it's not like a consistency to it sure. well when in reality you know a lot of gig workers make hundreds of thousands of dollars a yeah. year um you know you could be portfolio, doing yeah, uh, portfolio yeah career workers careerists. and it's just like if you if you relabel it or just call it some you know put a night a little nicer name to it like yeah. you know let's it's, it's gentrification if we think of similar to gentrification when it was Bed style versus Bedford Stuyvesant, yeah. right? It's, so it's the same spot. It's, it's rebranding. rebranding it. It's and rebranding. Also, it. uh, I think it's also giving 
Um, the credit where it's due. Yeah, the credit where it's due. Because the, these, these folks, are the Uber Working drivers, yeah. are making sure we can get from point A to point A, point B. You consider yourself a portfolio careerist. Yeah, so I definitely well. can say I have a portfolio career. I've done a lot of job. I have had a lot of jobs, whether it's like in companies. I've done a lot of consulting. I've done a lot of freelance work. And, you know, for a while, it did make me, you know, people thought that was looked at it as like inconsistency specifically specifically coming from like a caribbean background an immigrant background you know why aren't you a doctor lawyer nurse teacher right where's your job you don't have a job and people would just call me at random times of the day i'm like i don't have a physical location job that i'm going to but i'm working nine to five every day at least sometimes i'm working nine to five then get my kids do home stuff and then i'm working um you know 9 p.m to like 10, 11, 12, 12 o'clock. And so when you add it up, I've worked way more hours than these individuals, but it's like, oh, you don't have a full-time job. Oh, you don't have healthcare. Oh, you don't have this. But now there's different platforms and tools that do help you. Um, you know, there's Trupo, there's Freelancer Union, there's so many different services out there that could help you get that consistency and the benefits that like a full-time worker would have while you have the freedom and flexibility of a portfolio career or working in the gig, gig, working in the gig economy. So the future of work is moving towards flexibility, flexible, um, option laden, option rich environment. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to zoom in on how folk can prepare for that future. What are the skills? What are the talents? What are the mindsets that you have that you think um, would be valuable to people who want to be ready for that future of work? Um, the most important skill is definitely be willing to learn, right? Um, even if you don't know it, say, okay, I don't know it. And say, right, first thing, like being open and saying you don't know something and not being scared like oh, yeah, or being huge. embarrassed. And then be willing and open to learning it because people are ready to teach. There's tools, YouTube, podcasts, books, courses. There's so many different ways to learn that not knowing is not an excuse. But willing, saying I do not, not know is not an excuse. Yeah. I love that. It's the willingness to say, okay, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn, right? And open to other people's opinion. The next thing is to, um, we've gotten soft as a society, right? And I think... Well, it's about the feelings, man. Yeah, again, it's about, <laughs> because the feelings yeah. are now as a priority. Yeah. So we have to understand how to take criticism Mm -hmm. and you know not everything needs to be canceled immediately when we don't like somebody's opinion yes some stuff are messed up but we have to say i don't agree with you but i'm willing to listen to hear what you have to say and even if i don't agree with you and you still do these behaviors or do these things inside your own house as long as it doesn't harm me do you yeah so we have so many opinions whether it comes to like race gender sexuality like so many different things where people try to create like movements to stop other people's like things like they say you know don't yuck my yum i feel like as long as it doesn't negatively impact the way people operate in society um you know i'm not saying like okay i'm giving the racist groups like the right to act because like you know that's them go be racist at your house no i'm not saying that i'm saying if you like a certain you know as long as you whatever your actions are they're not negatively impacting me or holding me back and it's not gonna reduce my quality of life if you like to have just pets and not have kids, do you? I'm not going to try to force you to have kids, right? Like, if you prefer, um, you know, if you're in a relationship with a, a same-sex person, that's not none of my business. Why am I bothering you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's those type of things. If you only like to listen to trap music, listen to your trap music, right? If you only like to listen to opera and classical music and country, go right ahead. 
So I think imposing and like just accept and like being open just as a society is like the real key to the future of work and how we work and listening to people's opinions. Not, oh yeah, I need more diversity. I'm just going to hire a bunch of like black and brown faces and women, but then don't have no part of the conversation. You mean like being, those individuals may not have ownership? In the yeah. So you have to, pe- you have to allow people to speak. Yeah. If we just narrow it down, be open to learn and allow people to speak and say their piece. And even if you don't agree with it, hear it out. You, All right. you learn something. Yeah, no, that's that's that. I think that's huge. Um, being open to new ideas. Um, that's where a lot of creativity comes from. Being open to new types of people from different backgrounds. I do believe that the future of work is in, in, is inclusive. That's an, um, I do want to, as we continue to do these podcasts, I'm going to start to come up with this narrative because I do believe that what we're doing here is we're actually shaping the work through these conversations we're having. 100%. So through... Talking about it with folks like yourself, getting this inf- this word out there, we can start to shape the future of work. And I do think that the future of work is more inclusive. Um, to your first point, I do believe that the future of work favors the super learner mm-hmm. like yourself. The future of work, again, favors the super learner. That's somebody who is spending the time and doing the work to, to gain new information, combine ideas. Um, I Earlier you were talking about what you do around December months, around for Christmas time. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, every holiday season, I do this. Since 2014, I've been doing this thing called Help With Anything, um, acronym HWA. And what I do is I say, the first day of the day, I was like, all right, the next 48 hours, it's holiday season. I'm going to help anybody with whatever they need help with. And I've helped people with so many weird things over the last couple of years. Some very impactful. I've helped people finish their websites. I've helped people um, build sales funnels. I've helped people, um, you know, by being a guest on their podcast. I've helped people reconnect with, like, long-lost family members. I remember one year this lady, she reached out, and um, she wanted me to contact her cousin and, like, apologize after, like, 10 years of not speaking. And... You you don't know what somebody needs, right? When you told me that, that that really yeah, that, that really blew like, my mind. Yeah, That's and I, was, really, I didn't expect that because I'm like, yeah. here's my, here my skill set. I was like, whatever yeah. it is, don't feel shy. Like, be anonymous. Send yeah. me an email. Tell me what you need, and I'm gonna see how how I can help you. If I can't help you directly, I'm gonna introduce you. I you know I have a big network at this time, or building my network, and I had met a bunch of people. So the first thing I did, I had been in the new ecosystem and the networking for like months, and I'm like, yo, I have like 300 contacts. Somebody can help somebody, even if they can't help me. I want to help somebody, and uh, I didn't have money to give, or but I didn't have time. Yeah. And so it's like yes. that was the resource I used, and each time I do it, I learn something new. Yeah. So one of, like I said last year, I helped somebody build a WordPress site, um, and I wasn't the best with WordPress. Before that, I was using like Weebly. People tell me, oh, go to WordPress. Well, WordPress is the, the standard, the industry standard. I'm like, WordPress looks confusing. I don't want to do it. Billions website allowed me to find some tools and plugins that then now I've transferred all my websites to WordPress. Mm. And this was by me doing a favor. Like, wow. like what? Like, and so through that, like it just helps me to learn and see, you know, what other people are struggling with. And um, this year I'm doing it a little differently. I want to, I'm creating an opportunity for other people to get involved. And so oh, cool. where I'm going to post it online. So December 1st is going to go up and other people could then People from anywhere could say, you know, this is what I have to ask, this is what I have to give, and I'm going to be running on like, my website so people could see, and you could, like, grab a thing you want to help with. Wow. And it allows people to then, you know, and again, it's anonymous, keep, you know, uh, what is it called, usernames, people could put in whatever, but it allows people to say, wow, 
look at that. I made that connection. I got some help, and you never know what could come of it. Um, I'm, I'm dreaming big, right? Somebody goes and helps somebody, and you know, maybe they get married. Yeah. They create a million dollar deal, a billion yeah. dollar deal. Like yeah. you just don't know yeah. um, what could happen from just helping somebody with anything. Yeah, absolutely. Where'd you get the idea from? I don't know. I, again, I, I actually do. Like at the core, I didn't have anything. Like I was reading books like you know, choose yourself, jab, jab, jab. Um, give, yeah, give you give jab yeah. by Gary Vaynerchuk, like a bunch of like self help and like just be more yourself and like do more yeah. books. And I didn't have any money. Yeah, I didn't have anything big to give. Right, mm-hmm. so I was like, what can I give? I got time. Yeah. I know a lot of people. Like I saw, so figured yes. out. Okay, what I did have is that I'm a. This is my give. Mm-hmm. And it took off, and I was like, I gotta do this, and I just kept on doing it again and again. And this year it's gonna be year number five. So year number five. Yeah, so I think it's a good in the year of our Lord seventh, twenty nineteen. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's five years of that. So you yeah. started in twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen the, was the first holiday season. I did. Wow. Very cool. Um, and that does sound like you're you're throwing some jabs. That's yeah. a lot of jabs. You know what I mean? Get that right hook. And it also, I think of it as you're leading with value. Yeah. Like you're constantly adding value. And the great thing about when you're adding value, you also learn it, right? Yep. You're observing, you're listening. Mm-hmm. So you're asking, like, how do I, how can I be helpful? Um, there's just something that if anybody um, knows me on, on LinkedIn, a lot of times that's like the message I said initially to kind of get an understanding of where folks are and what they need. So you're constantly listening and then you can figure out how to add value to them. Um, so that was super dope to kind of hear that. Um, the holiday season is coming up. <laughs> We're going into 2020. What are you most excited about for 2020? Um, 2020, I'm most excited about like seeing all these fruits kind of bare. Like not only for my fruits, but I know a lot of people have seeds that they planted and like fruits are going to be bare from like every corner. The election in the U.S., like just everything is just going to be a lot of things that were planted, seeds that were planted are just going to be like there. It's like this, in my brain, it's like this garden of opportunity that's going to be happening next year. So just seeing that um, and being in a space that I can, you know, enjoy the fruits of my labor. So Okay. Yeah. So 2020, you heard it here first. 2020, 20, I was going to say 2022. No, we're not that far in the future. 2020 is going to be a garden of opportunity. Georgia, I want to thank you for coming on the show, the Be Great Podcast. You are a leader shaping the future of work. Cannot wait to see where 2020 takes you <laughs> and beyond, and we'll be in touch. Hopefully have you again in a year's time to do an update yes. to see what fruit have been uh, born. All right. Appreciate thank you. you. Glad, glad to be here. Hey there, awesome people. I just want to say thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast. I know full well that you could have chosen any podcast in the world and you're here with me. Please don't hesitate to connect with me on all my social media accounts. You can check out the show notes for my Instagram, Twitter, email, my subscription list, all of the above. For Instagram, it's at begreatbe.great. And I'd love for you to leave a review on your podcast app of choice. That's going to help others discover this podcast. Again, thanks so much.